0: Right on set. Rolling. Action. Action.
1: Hello. Hello. All right. So I am Sebastian Para.
0: Hi, I'm Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, and welcome back to End Cut, and today we're gonna be reviewing once again one of the movies that we've seen recently.
0: Woo. And that movie is Turning Red. It's a new Disney movie that was initially released on March 11th, 2022. Gosh, I've loved this movie. I did not expect to absolutely love it. By the way, we
1: just finished watching it. Yeah, we So we this is fresh in our minds.
0: But yeah, um if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's only available on Disney Plus. So if you don't already have Disney Plus, should probably get it, because I don't think you want to really miss this film. This film was fantastic.
1: I think it was really great, and uh, I mean, if you want to speak more on this, but one of the first things that we noticed once we started watching it, was that it doesn't really feel much like a Disney movie.
0: Yeah. The best way I can describe it is, like, if you have ever seen one of the Pixar shorts, where they let someone in Pixar sort of direct their own 15-20 minute film, it has that sort of quality to it it's not necessarily um i don't know like the animation style is different there's more adult Mm -hmm, themes laced throughout it um so i'm just like i'm really impressed i really enjoyed it um and
1: yeah there is a couple of other uh, pixar shorts that um were like similar to the goal that this story was trying to achieve Mm-hmm. And Which is like the animators and just the people that work at Pixar trying to share their life stories yeah. through these shorts and films and whatnot. And I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but there is one short in which the main protagonist is a ball of yarn mm-hmm. that is working amongst um, just like humans. So yeah. that is the story of this one, I believe, animator that was um, just working in an office full of men. And she was the, the only woman in there coming in new. And, and that's what Turning Red is trying to do as well. Just like follow that series of this is what um, the people that work at Pixar have lived in. And maybe mm-hmm. you can relate to us.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so the, the overall premise of Turning Red is we have this 13-year-old girl who lives in Toronto, Canada. Um, and she's been born into this Chinese family. And so she has a bunch of traditions um, and sort of behaviors that fall along with the traditions and standards that her mother, Mm. um, as well as her family, sort of puts on them. And it seems as though she's handling it, but uh, she discovers, whilst getting boy crazy and whatnot, (laughs) that whenever she feels any sort of emotion that is overwhelming or just a lot, she turns into a giant red panda. Yes. And... Yeah, I loved The premise as soon as I heard about it. I was super interested to see where this was going to go. I had a feeling it was going to be like other Pixar movies. um, And I'll touch on this because another review brought it up where it's like daughter trying to reconcile with the mother. But I like the way it was done.
1: FYI, if you have not seen this movie, you'll get some spoilers from today's episode. (laughs) Uh, So just be mindful of that. (laughs)
0: Yes. Um, But yeah, so it opens up basically we... We can see that she's two different people. She is yeah. one perfect straight A student, um, follows with the traditions and the cultures with her mom. Um but then with her with her friends, she's a little bit more herself. And that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Like she's just a more, normal
1: teenager. Yeah,
0: she's just a normal little teenager. She's boy crazy like a lot of us get when we're 13 um she's having goofy stupid time with her friends like she's just like enjoying her life but she sort of turns that side off when she's with her mom um and so we realize as we get through the story and after her first transition into a giant panda that this has been a blessing curse you name Mm -hmm. it passed down from this one ancestor um, who was so connected with red pandas but wanted to protect her family that she asked to be t- able to turn into a red panda to protect her kin. And that gift passed down through all of the daughters mm-hmm. um, throughout all of the centuries. Um, so it's, made, it's probably... Not really a shocker when you hear that, like, the mom and the other aunts and grandmas have kept this Mm -hmm. red panda contained. Um, Especially with how poised and structured and strict the mom is. She's very much a helicopter mom. Oh, yeah. She's always probably stalking her daughter to see where she's going and what she's up to. Especially when she's turned into a red panda. She wants to, like, keep her in check. But... She, uh, our, our main character, May, she's having so much problems, like, figuring out how to balance out who she is with her friends and who she is with her mom. And it seemed like that was, like, a common thread through their relationship is that she just cannot talk to her. She yeah, has and no you also brought up the thing
1: her. that she has, like, this double personality mm-hmm. that actually comes up a couple of times during the film and becomes almost like a problem. Yeah. Uh, at points. So, the first uh, moment that we see this thing happening and being an actual problem is where she's drawing... And she's making drawings of this one guy that she likes. And tries to hide it from her mm-hmm. mom. But the mom sees it. And she doesn't say anything. She The mom is just like... Why is this boy doing to you? Is she? Is he just like... Uh, and trying to flirt with you and kiss you and whatnot? Is, is he doing these things that I see in the drawings? And they immediately go to the convenience store where the boy is at. And it's like... You have to stay away from my daughter... Mind you, the boy does not know the daughter. <laughs> and this is,
0: like, the worst nightmare for anyone that's ever drawn or done, like, a heart with their initials. Because it's like, mm. oh, no, my mom knows. <laughs> but then also we know as the audience that May has had no relations with this boy at all. Not at all. And he's now being yelled at by the mom. And you just sit there. It's, it was a really uncomfortable scene.
1: It was like, you're 17, but... <laughs> I'm calling the cops on you. <laughs> I
0: know. Really uncomfortable scene, but I feel like it's also kind of accurate. Accurate, for sure, yeah. With how a lot of people react.
1: And there is another scene later on in which the mom discovers that she's doing all of these different things with the Red Panda transformation to make mm-hmm. money in order to go to this one concert of the band that she really loves. And um, the mom discovers this, obviously, And then she starts blaming the friends. Mm -hmm. And May May does not do anything to say, this was my idea. I wanted to do this. She just lets the friend just go under the bus. Mm -hmm. And and that was like a thing that she later on explained that it was because she had this perfect life that she didn't want to lose with her mom. Yeah. And she just needed to be perfect in front of her mom, no matter what the consequences were.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And that's... That, that's a really hard um, thing in the film. But I think that's why it made it a little bit uncomfortable at times, just because of how accurate it feels to a lot mm-hmm. of people um, and how, like, straining that can be to feel like you can't be fully yourself around your own family members. Um, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that in general. Yeah, well
1: we were watching the movie, uh, my sister was watching the movie with us for a little bit. And she's um, around the same age as the protagonist. And she was like, yeah, that's definitely accurate. Mm-hmm. Like, even though it's set on 2002, things have not changed.
0: Teenagers are still the same. They, they have just the same emotions. They go through the same steps. Um, that sort of thing, yeah. And it basically ends with May sort of telling her mom, hey... I want to be with this red panda. I want to keep transforming into this red panda because I enjoy it. It's not a burden on me. I see it as a blessing.
1: And this um, happened because they ha- the family has this one tradition mm-hmm. that is just like in the red moon, they kind of get rid of the panda and put it in a cage that they keep with themselves mm-hmm. in order to not transform into the red panda ever. Yeah. So that's where the daughter is like, I'm going to keep it because it's mine mm-hmm. and it's me.
0: It's basically like that might work for you but I'm connecting with the Red Panda on a this different level, and this is actually helping me be who I actually am. So I want to keep it. And I'm actually proud of her for that. Um, yeah. That's a big thing to to do when you're 13. I mean, I definitely saw
1: it coming. It's Pixar. You cannot expect that much from, like, ooh, the uh, surprise factor. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was still really pleasing to see, and it, it was yeah. really nice overall. I felt
0: like even though you knew that this was her decision, you didn't know how she was going to make that decision, mm-hmm. what would need to happen, how was she actually going to get through to her mom? Um, but it was being able to see her mom as like a thirteen-year-old girl. Yeah, you know, being able to relate to her mom on like the childhood trauma aspect of what your mother. Because keeping done to
1: you. this red panda led the mom to be really. Uh, mad at her and actually mm-hmm. becoming her own red panda yeah. uh, that broke free from the necklace that she was holding it on and she was huge she was a giant yes. giant <laughs> red panda uh, and she wouldn't she wasn't Just able like to control it whatsoever uh-huh. uh, and I think that led to one of the most amazing scenes of the story uh, where the entirety of the family that's the three aunts and the grandma the mom mm-hmm. and the and may may I all transform into red pandas. At the same time, kind of, like, pulling the mom backwards through the ritual, it was really incredible. And
0: all of that happening whilst our Four Town, that's the name of the band <laughs> that she's obsessed with, starts serenading to the beat of this, uh, I believe it was Cantonese is what they said in the subtitles, what language hmm. it was, uh, to this, like, Cantonese um, singing. They were singing, like, a pop boy band That song.
1: moment got me off my seat.
0: It was great. I was like, yes, God, so I love it. It was sort of like epic, not in not in a Marvel way, but just like in a general like, oh, the family's coming together.
1: Almost like in a Marvel way.
0: I guess, <laughs> but I don't know. There's Mei-mei two different levels Red of pandas <laughs> Red pandas
1: assemble.
0: <laughs> okay, so this is directed by Dami Shi, um, and it was written by her as well as Julia Cho and Sarah Striker. I'm so sorry if I'm not saying any of these names correctly. So our main character is voiced by Rosalie Shang. The mom was voiced by Sandra Oh, which I don't know if you know, she is enormously popular from Hmm. so many things, but I know her from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, nice. Really popular on there. Um, And then we have uh, Malin's three friends. So we have Miriam voiced by Ava Morse, Priya voiced by Matreyi Ramakrishnan, and Abby voiced by Hayan Park. Um, we also have, we discovered this as we were watching the movie, Phineas, aka Billie Eilish's older brother, voices one of the guys from Four Town. The main which,
1: act, the main singer.
0: No, actually, no. no. He, this is guy Jesse, who's yeah, in the back. Yeah,
1: that's the main singer.
0: No. She was obsessed with a, a character named Robert, who's voiced by Jordan oh. Fisher. They're two different people. <laughs> um, and then there's Mr. Gab was my favorite character. Um... <laughs> Voiced by James Hong. Um, and then the grandma was voiced by Wei Ching Ho. So a lot of actors that I personally have not heard about. Mm-hmm. But I think that's great. Um, we got a lot of people that fit the role not only with their voice, but also representation as well. Um, so how about we move on to some reviews? I just want to
1: mention really quick. That's actually a great thing that Disney is doing lately. Yeah. Trying to actually file... File the uh, roles of the characters that are trying to voice mm-hmm. with people that can actually talk about the experiences of this culture yeah. uh, that the mm-hmm. movie is based on. Hence, Encanto bringing all of these Latino, mostly Colombian actors. Yeah. And now this story bringing uh, mostly Asian actors mm-hmm. as well.
0: It's great. And it's a great... Thing for these actors too, or if they haven't had much work, this is a huge thing to put in their portfolio oh, and yeah. gives them a chance that they might not have had beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really great. So this is a very recent controversy that came up relating to the film. Um, so a I forget what website it was, but a an individual posted a Oh Cinema Blend, that's what it's from. It posted a. Um, A review of Turning Red and basically said that, oh, they even have a quote here. By rooting Turning Red very specifically in the Asian community of Toronto, the film legitimately feels like it was made for Damishi's friends and immediate family members, which is fine, but also a tad limiting in its scope. Basically implying that it's not relatable because it's only about an Asian person's experience, and that's why he didn't like it.
1: I gotta disagree. I
0: know! Like, I what? I big
1: time. I am Latino myself, and I feel like even though I'm a 21 years old Latino that lives in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and lived my entire life, my entire life in Colombia, I can still relate.
0: Even though she's a Chinese 13-year-old living in Toronto. In 2002. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the
1: I year that you were born. born. Uh-huh. Well, well, I was The born. year after
0: you <laughs> were born, sorry. But yeah, uh, I thought that was a really weird... Really weird comment. I don't know I don't know how old the person that wrote this is, but I feel like it has to be more of the age thing. Maybe yeah. Um... That would make this person not feel connected to the film. Because I felt very connected to it. And I'm just a white girl from America. You know, I felt really great watching this film. And also, because we grew up in the early 2000s, I was able to recognize, like, the Tamagotchis, the Mm -hmm. NSYNC slash Backstreet Boys references. I just kept on
1: singing. I'm not going to sing it right now because copyright. Of course. But, like, they're back tonight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I just, I really enjoy the little things But I felt, I feel like that's... It's wrong to just limit it like that. And if anything, that should be okay. Then mm-hmm. it's just... It, it would just be okay if it was also just for Asian people at that.
1: Yeah, and if it's because not really for a lot some of stories. other people, that's also fine.
0: Yeah, they don't have a lot of stories that, like they can really call their own. With how many movies there are, there's so many about people that look like me. Mm -hmm. Let alone they're trying to make movies look like you. It's great that there's a movie that looks like her, you know?
1: Yeah, like I said, I'm Colombian, and Encanto came out not too long ago, Mm -hmm. and we had no representation in that sense. And it was just great, because I was able to recognize all of the different um, actual Colombian things that they put into the film that someone else... Maybe you might not be able to recognize, Mm -hmm. and I point them out because I know them and I grew up with them. Yeah, and I am pretty sure that with this story, and there's gonna be people that are gonna point out things that they are so engraved in their culture that I'm not gonna see because it's not my culture. Yeah, but that doesn't change the fact that it's still relatable, but it makes it even more relatable for people that are coming from that culture and grew up with that lifestyle that they grew up with,
0: Mm -hmm. exactly. So, moving on to our next review. So, would you say that, would you agree with the statement that this is a little bit more, I don't know, like, more adult humor than the average film?
1: Every now and then, yes. There are a couple of moments that I was like, I'm surprised Disney's even doing this. Yeah. Like, tell us a moment where <laughs> Maymay, as a red panda, was trying to get her mom's attention by twerking.
0: Although I don't think they would call it twerking. It looked a lot like twerking as well, a yeah, giant yeah. red panda. The reason I ask you this is because I found an article saying, Turning red has some parents seeing red Others like the message. (laughs) Um, So this is from KY3 News. Um, I think it's from Springfield, Missouri. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So Brittany Combs saw the movie twice. The first time she was a little surprised by some of the backtalk and statements. We gave it another chance and I saw something in it that second time around that kind of opened my eyes to think. Maybe it's not as bad as my initial reaction, Combs says. There are some good lessons in there. The movie addresses topics like puberty, hormones, and different religions. It got worse and worse as it goes, Diana Korn says. The behavior of the girl. uh, girl. She was lying, deceptive, disrespectful. Jasmine Korn, her 14-year-old daughter, agrees. I have two little cousins who are six and almost five. And I don't think they should watch it, she says. It's too suggestive. Oh, come on. Licensed counselor Jennifer... Sturdivan says, it's okay to watch movies that bring up uncomfortable conversations or don't line up with perfectly with our values as the conversation that follows is that that's the most important. So yes, I can understand if you think that all Disney movies should just be for five-year-olds, I can understand where you're going to be a little bit mad about this film.
1: But I highly disagree that movies are not for five, like Disney movies yeah. are not just for five-year-olds.
0: Exactly. Because we all know we all love them. We all watch them. And I was pretty pleasantly surprised to have a film that was a little bit more centered to the pubes- prepubescent slash teenager side of things. I mean, they made to that it in more.
1: 2002 for a reason. Like, exactly. that's a deliberate choice that they made. Mm-hmm. If it was only four kids growing up now, they would have made it in 2022 or whatever it is. Yeah. But they made it in 2002. And that's definitely a choice that had a lot of thought behind mm-hmm.
0: it and i understand there is sequences where she sneaks out of the house where she goes to Do you might a be a party, bit, little bit of
1: example
0: but oh. <laughs> it it doesn't end in as bad of a situation as it would if this was a film for teenagers it's not like there was oh, yeah. alcohol there's parties it's not like there was like vehement sexual actions mm-hmm. happening anywhere she is 13. Everything you that's happening is happening in the movie, 13 landscape.
1: If you compare this movie to, to things that teenagers are actually watching on the internet, like TikToks and mm-hmm. YouTube or eh, cable TV as it is, or Netflix or whatever it is, this movie, it's completely fine. Yeah. Because if you go on TikTok, all you'll see is shirtless guys mm-hmm. and eh, girls in bikinis, which is okay. Yeah. But you're not controlling dad.
0: Mm-hmm. I just feel like this is like a nice tame way to show the bad behavior, but mm-hmm. in a way that a parent could also talk about this with their kid. Yeah.
1: Cause we gotta be honest. You these know? things happen. Yeah. It's not a taboo in topic anymore. Teenagers are rebels sometimes. Yeah. And teenagers want to do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. So I I really believe that this movie is really close to reality. Yeah, exactly. Like, I never actually um, escaped from my house without my parents knowing or anything like that. (laughs) But it happens. It happens all the time. Mm -hmm. It happens more often than we think. And if you're a parent... even, like,
0: going to parties and saying that it's a sleepover, because that is what one of her friends said. Like, we're gonna go to this concert, and you just say that you're sleeping over at my house. That happens all the time. Little alibis.
1: If you're a parent, this movie is completely fine, and if you know how to speak to your child,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you're gonna love this movie because you're gonna be able to explain... First off, their behaviors. And second of all, how you behave when you were a kid. Because that's what the whole thing of the movie is about. Mm-hmm. You're seeing this mom not being able to deal with uh, this teenager uh, daughter that is growing up. And is just changing. And it's constantly changing. Because you gotta look past the red panda. The red mm-hmm. panda is just a symbolism for mom, I am actually changing. And you yeah. have to like kind of learn how to deal with it Mm -hmm. and it's just tapping into the mom's feelings of like this is true and I also went through it Mm -hmm. but I still haven't been able to express my feelings to anybody because I felt like I was also having to be perfect for my mom and at the end we see the grandma hugging the mom again which makes us realize that most of these things are sometimes in our head that uh, we think that we gotta be perfect for our parents and our parents are not Mm -hmm. gonna love us if we don't do a straight A's and if we're not the perfect uh, athlete or if we're not the perfect student or the perfect kid, our parents love us um, mm-hmm. uh, for the ones that have the luck of actually um, be in this loving households, Because I, I understand that there is families that are more complicated Yeah. Um, than the one, one would like to be, uh, but parents more often than not do want the best for you. Uh, and it doesn't really matter what you do as long as you're doing your best at it.
0: Exactly. I feel like there. it was really great to have a sequence where, where our main girl is meeting her mom's, like, 13-, 14-year-old version. Mm-hmm. Because I think it really helps you realize that, like, your parents were also teenagers. That might sound crazy, but they <laughs> were. And if they didn't deal with it as a teenager... They're not really going to know how to deal with you as a teenager. There's a lot of stuff that people don't heal from.
1: Yeah. and So
0: it's really great to just sort of have this scene where she's just trying to understand, trying to comfort her Mm. mom. Because she's realizing that it's not not what she's doing. It's just how her mother has felt for a long
1: time. Exactly. Because obviously as parents, uh, we think that we're the one... Well, I'm not a dad. But the parents (laughs) are the ones that always Uh have to understand their kids. But I feel like us as... um, Sons, daughters and We have to also understand Our parents And whatever yeah. they do And see where they're coming from Because if you're a teenager And you think your dad or your mom Is being really harsh on you Maybe it's because They couldn't deal with it when they were kids Or they had okay. bad experiences with those things When they were kids And it's important to have those conversations To either see if it's definitely a bad thing that you're doing Or if it's just something normal that you need to talk with your parents about.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. So this last last one uh, that I have, so it starts off, it lists like a whole bunch of segments. So I'll read like a tiny little bit from each one. So as far as positive elements, the movie also understands how difficult adolescence can be for both kids and parents. Mm -hmm. The dynamics between the two are changing and how both parties navigate those changes can impact relationships for a long time to come. Uh, this is from the website pluggedin.com, by the way. Um, so then it moves on. It talks a lot about uh, the spiritual elements of the film. Uh, it does touch on the sort of implied sexual content. Um, the the uh, there's a whole sequence actually that I really enjoyed where uh, May is hiding in the bathroom. As a red panda, but the mom just thinks that she's on her period for the first mm-hmm. time, uh, so they bring they bring that up when with the subject of menstruation turns up repeatedly too. She, with a panda pandaized May hides in the bathroom, her mother assures. That's the issue. She asks May, Did the red peony bloom? We also <laughs> see and hear references to menstrual pads. Mae's mom also talks with her about the importance of protecting her petals and start cleaning them regularly. We hear references to cramps, and some might hear an echo of menstruation in the film titles. And as she well. says
1: something like, I am a huge red monster. Yes. And the mom <laughs> thinks that is the Mom's menstruation. Mom's like, Oh, it's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, so, some of the negative. Elements that they bring up. Um, May starts acting in some un-May like ways, and I don't mean just turning into a panda. Panda. When ma- her mother refuses to let her go to a concert, May decides to go anyway, and she spends much of the movie lying and hiding things from her parents. We learn mm-hmm. that her grades have started to slip too, and later her friends throw throw her under. Wait, later and later throws her friends under the metaphorical bus yeah. to keep her from getting in trouble with her mom. Um. And conclusion. It actually mentions, in a sentence, Turning Red is a disappointment. Its own mother-daughter story skips the depth and maturity that's been such a Pixar hallmark, leaning instead on a short-sighted, do-your-own-thing ethos. Indeed, in some ways, it's almost the grinding doppelganger of Brave. Turning Red starts where Brave ends, with May expressing an understanding that personal freedom and autonomy inherently need to be balanced with the needs of family and community i am my own person she says but that doesn't mean doing whatever i want like most adults i have responsibilities but while brave suggested that mature understanding was something that we people grew into through adolescence turning red suggests that that's that's something we grow out of
1: i also have to say she is 13 i'm not sure how old eh, merida is that her name in brave Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how old Mary is. That's just like
0: 16, 17. Yeah. Yeah. That
1: is further into your adolescent Mm -hmm. years. When you're 13, you just became a teenager. Um, So it's normal that it's less mature Mm -hmm. um, because you're just getting into this world.
0: Yeah. It also mentions later on, this story lacks the nuance or the fortitude to show where May was wrong too. The movie suggests that while family values are all well and good, the individual trumps all. It's the ethos of the me generation just smelled M E I. Hmm.
1: Wow. I do have to say, May is definitely not the perfect kid whatsoever.
0: I feel like that's why I like the film.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's because she's still. She's still a kid, and she's still going to make mistakes. And even though we don't necessarily see a lot of the consequences, quote-unquote, of her actions, we see it in the sense of, like, the emotional toll that it mm-hmm. has on her, which I think is a little bit more accurate.
1: Um, whole just, like, thing the fighting of,
0: with her mom and everything. The whole you
1: know? thing of her turning into a red panda is whenever she has strong emotions that she mm-hmm. doesn't know how to deal with. Yeah. That is the whole premise of it. I am having strong anger, I'm having a strong Mm -hmm. um, love emotions, I'm feeling really sad right now, and I just don't know how to manage these emotions that I'm feeling right now, and Mm -hmm. I don't know how I can actually handle them and keep them inside, or how to properly let them out of myself, um, and that's why I'm becoming a red panda, because I still, I'm too young to know how to manage all of these different emotions. And I think that's where uh, the film got it definitely right. Mm-hmm. And just showing that aspect of life of we're not always going to know how to deal with things. And it's just yeah. just a matter of learning how to actually do
0: it. It's the communication that, that's really what sold it. Because I feel like Merida is at this point where she's an actual woman. She's mm-hmm. becoming of age. She's about to get married for crying out loud. May's a a child. She's really still a child, and she's discovering all these things about herself, her likes, her dislikes. She's learning about her personality. To end off the film with basically saying that, like, I understand everything that I did wrong, and I'll be better. That's not that's not the character arc that we need yeah. for her. We really just needed to see that May could actually talk to her mom about the things that she wanted, and that the mom could in turn understand, okay, I understand this is something that you want, and I can try to trust you more. And it's building that trust with one another, learning how to be like, okay, I will let you do what you want to do in exchange for, like, doing what I need you to do in the house or just controlling your behavior (laughs) out in public. Like, of course, she's going to make mistakes, but she is still a child. I think that that is a very healthy place for an actual teenager to end up. Yeah. To just have this open communication with your family about what you're thinking about the things that you're wanting to do. You can get to the maturity part later on, but as of right now, she's still a child.
1: And it's great because she has these um, three friends that really support her and really help her yeah. throughout the entire mm-hmm. process. Um, which is something that really shows actual teenagers or actual kids that if you have a friend that uh, will support you in this way you should definitely look into more support from them if you don't know how to deal with these situations.
0: Because in the film, she
1: didn't know how to not be a red panda feeling strong emotions. Mm -hmm. So she will go to her friends and they will calm her down. They will help her. They will uh, just be there throughout the process and figure it out together. If you have this support from around you, eh, try not to close yourself because it's not going to do much. Mm -hmm. Just try to go to the people that can help you and uh, it'll be more beneficial for you.
0: Exactly. And I think they're a really great representation of good friends. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of times you end up getting like flaky friends or friends that'll just sort of leave you on the dot. Oh yeah. But it seems like these three girls are so supportive. They really want what's best for her. They want her to stand up to her Mm -hmm. mom. You can see it in the way that they're like, oh, just talk to your mom. Come on, you're (laughs) old enough. You're not eight years old anymore. You can talk to her about this. And just trying to support her in that, whilst also knowing that she needs to do this on her own and we're not going to pressure into anything. Um, And to also, I feel like they are still a good influence. They they like this music, but it's not like it's bad Mm -hmm. in any way to like a band and to want to go to their concert. You know, they're still great friends they're not pulling her into trouble they're just helping her just do what she enjoys and really just express herself even more
1: depending on who you are listening to us right now you probably had in your mind at one point i want to go to the backstreet boys concert but my mom is not letting me or i want to go to the one direction concert if my mom is not letting me you had these things in your mind yourself Mm -hmm. and i think that's why it's so relatable because we all probably went through things like this Yeah. And even if it's not a concert, even if it's I want to buy this toy, but my mom doesn't want me to have it for some reason.
0: Or I really want to go to Six Flags, but no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we're all there at one point. Mm -hmm. And I just appreciate eh, the look back at how we all eh, were teenagers at one point. Exactly. So sad not to be a teenager anymore. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I feel like the way that we're talking, like, we've parented, like, thousands of teenagers. I know, I'm
1: 21, we- but...
0: We are just out of the teenager's day. It's
1: kind of sad to be legal drinking age.
0: Oh, well. <laughs> you can't go back now.
1: Can I not? No, absolutely not. <laughs> All right, do you have any more reviews, or... No,
0: that was that was it. All
1: right, so I'm interested to know, uh, what... How many clapping boards out of five would you give this movie?
0: I'm giving this one a 5 out of 5. 5 out of
1: 5. Great
0: vibes. I loved the soundtrack. I was dying laughing through, like, a good majority of it. And then I just, like, couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I am usually the type have person to sit there and do something else while I'm watching a movie. Mm-hmm. But I was, like, genuinely entertained the entire time. I loved it. I would totally watch it again.
1: Oh, I so want to give it 5 out of 5 as well. But <sighs> just to be a bit annoying... I'm gonna give it a four point eight d- out what? of five clapping. How words.
0: dare you? Explain yourself. No. Why not?
1: I think that it can be better. How? How can it be better? <laughs> Alright, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> I'm gonna give it five out of five
0: mm-hmm.
1: just because there is an after credit scene.
0: Yes.
1: Just please. Because. Well,
0: I'm not even going to tell you what it is, but please watch it to get that after credit scene.
1: <laughs> Just because of that after credit scene. I'll give it a five out of five. How about that?
0: Good. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All
1: right. Thank you for listening to today's uh, movie review. I was about to say play review. Movie <laughs> review. And we'll hope to see you next week.
0: Yes. Please let us know what you think about Turning Red. I hope you love it as much please as we do. did. Well, bye, guys.
1: And that will be it. And cut!